onwards, John chapter 2, from verse 1 onwards. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now, there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs, Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum, he, his mother, his brothers, and his disciples, and they did not stay there many days. Praise be to God. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Praise God. When I read this section one more time. Uh, have your Bibles open and read along with me. I'm reading from the New King James Version. John chapter 2 from verse 1 onwards. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And there are quite a number of messages from the same passage that uh, the Lord um, had given to our church. Um, many different occasions I've spoken on this through the spirit of God. So we can go back and listen to this. It'll really bless you and encourage you to go back and listen to these messages. But for today, we'll see what the Lord has. Meditate on this, but definitely go back and listen to the past messages on the same topic. It'll really add more to what God has spoken. Bring to your memory what the Lord spoke before and see the areas where you have not really followed through with so that you can do what the Lord has told you to inherit your blessings. John chapter 2, verse 1 on verse. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Now, God does things according to his calendar, and they're are very specific reasons why Jesus did certain things on certain days. Now here we see third day, this particular wedding was taking place. And the wedding that took place on the third day, Jesus' mom was there. Jesus was there. Jesus' disciples were there. They're all there because they were invited. And because they were invited, they were all there. Now, well, while they were there in that wedding, we see that uh, Jesus was informed by his mom that whatever they had suddenly became empty. 
What they had was no longer there. What they had was no longer there. What they had was no longer there, but they needed it to be there. What they had, which was no longer there, but was in need during that particular period of time, was not going to be there. God is speaking at this hour. I want you to pay close attention to what the Spirit of God is speaking at this hour. Whatever was there, which was very important for them, suddenly became empty. It was in there. When it went missing, when it went missing, they noticed that that which is important for us went missing. It was there at one point. Now it's no longer there. But do we want it to be there? Yes. So that which you're looking for is very important. A need, a definite need for that which you must have. Which was there. Now it went missing. It's not there. But you want that to be there. But it cannot be brought there. Because there's no way of bringing it there. This is the situation. I want to say it one more time as the Holy Spirit wants me to. That which was given or that which you had, that you received, which is the fruit of the vine. You had it, but now you don't have it. But you must have it because you need it. You cannot have it. You're in a place of emptiness. What will you do at the point? You had it, but you don't have it. You really must have it. You cannot have it. All you are facing is emptiness. What are you going to do? God is talking about restoration. God is talking about giving back that which has been removed from you. God is talking about that which was there, but it's no longer there. That which one, that which must be there, but it is no longer there. And you really want it to be there, but it cannot be there by human means. God is speaking to our hearts today. Something that was brought in by a divine source, because the fruit of the vine comes from God. Unless it rains and unless the ground yields the crop, you won't get grapes. But it was brought by human hands. Now, whatever was brought by human hands, which was from divine, you're using it. All of a sudden, it's gone. Once it was gone, there was no hope that it could be brought again into that place. This is not going to be brought back. Once it's gone, you have to go and reproduce the same thing. And it's not going to happen like this. It's not like you can just run somewhere and just get it. And even, even in such cases, it's very hard to get. Especially back in those days, even now, it's very difficult. If something goes wrong in a wedding and you planned for this and now you only have for half and half is not there suddenly you can't go while in the middle of the reception when everything is going on suddenly you run out of everything you need that which was there but you cannot be got you cannot be gotten by human means there's a question mark there what am I going to do? I can't do anything. Am I going to live with the shame? Am I going to live with the fact that this is how it ended? Or can I actually reverse that? God is speaking something very significant at this hour. Do you have the power to alter the course of your life? Do you have the power to alter that which is taking place right now? Whatever is missing, do you have the power to bring it back? Can you bring into existence that which is not, that which is gone? Can you bring it into existence? You cannot. But can we go hopeless? Can we say that, okay, that's it. It's over. It cannot be. 
And I'm going to be sitting with my hands on my head. I'm going to say, oh, it's over. It's over. It's over. How am I going to go face the people? And how am I going to face this? And how am I going to do this? And how am I going to do that? I'm going to sit with a big question mark and a big no in front of me. Or can I see something that's in front of me? Now, the people who had the wedding, the people who were in charge of the preparation, all they knew was how to go and get it from the store or get it from the place, wherever they got it from, from the wine press, and to give it to the people. That's all they knew. They didn't know what to do once it got empty because you can't produce that suddenly. They did not know something. And that something was what Mary knew they did not know. You know why? Mary knew Jesus. The rest of the people did not. Mary knew Jesus. The rest of the people did not. God is speaking to our hearts today. How much do you know Jesus? How much do you know Jesus? These people, they knew Jesus enough to invite him to the wedding. That's how much they knew about him. They said, Jesus is related to us. Jesus is living here. Jesus is part of this town. Jesus is from our community. Jesus come to the wedding. And Jesus went there as someone who belonged to them. He went there as someone who came from the town. He went there as someone who came from this family. To what extent they knew him, to that extent he revealed himself. They treated him as a human being. He came as a human being. That's it. But Mary knew something more. Do you know something more that you don't know of? Do you know that there is something more that you don't know of? Mary knew Jesus Christ. She knew that he had the power to produce that which was not there. She knew that, yes, this is empty. She knew that there was no wine. But she knew one thing. Even if there's nothing there, Jesus Christ. Mary knew Jesus Christ. Mary knew that Jesus can bring something out of nothing. These people knew Jesus, but they didn't know what Mary knew. There are a lot of people like that. They don't know the Jesus. Some people who are close to Jesus know off. They don't know. They have no idea. They say, oh, Jesus, you're very cool. Oh, Jesus, we like to have you here because you are one among the people over there. Look at all the people who came. You can come. Your mom can come. Your family can come. Your brothers can come. Your sisters can come. All of them can come. We want you there. They all wanted this family to be there just like the rest of the family. But Mary knew something that the rest of the people and the host of the wedding did not know, which was he is no ordinary person. He has the power to bring to existence that which is not there. Even though the normal way of doing things is you prepare ahead of time and you have what you need, but what happened here? Something went wrong here. The numbers were off. Something happened. They couldn't get the supply. Whatever it is, they had this shortage that they didn't expect. And Mary is coming and telling Jesus, Jesus, there is no wine. They ran out of it. Giving the information here. She didn't tell Jesus, oh, Jesus, um, there's no wine here. And um, why don't you um, do a miracle here? You don't see like a big conversation here. She's a very wise woman. Let's just read verse 2. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. That's what she's telling him. She knew her place. She didn't tell Jesus what to do. But she told him what the problem was. She knew her place. 
she knew her place, even in that family, she knew that even though Jesus was the uh, son, earthly son to Mary, in the sense, she bore him into the world. He is the son of God. She recognized that. Even though she was younger than him, she recognized that this is the son of God and he has the power to do all things. I'm not going to go and tell him. I'm the mother, so I'm going to tell you what to do. You turn this or you do this and this is not there. And she was in someone who was bossy, bossing around. She didn't say, well, um, I'm older than you. I'm your mother and I raised you and uh, you need to be doing this. And it'll be a big embarrassment. If the, why can't you do? You don't see that kind of a talk. She knew her place. Even though she bore him and brought him into this world, she knew that this is God in flesh. She just said one sentence. They have no wine. She just went and expressed her concern to Jesus. And Jesus got the message. He knows direct speech and he knows indirect speech. When Jesus heard this, he said, what do I have to do with this? Or what does this concern me? My hour has not yet come. He is talking to her in a way that only she can understand. I love this. I really do. The rest of the people there had no clue that the Lord of glory was there. The rest of the people had no clue what the Lord of glory could do. Oh, they would only have known. But did they care? The star was there standing in Bethlehem when he was born. Did they care? The king of the Jews was born. God sent that sign. Did they care? Did they care? The shepherds heard this and got this angelic visitation. and They went and told all the people that they knew. Did they care? God is speaking to our hearts today. Do you care today? When you see all these things happening around you, when you see all the supernatural working of the Holy Spirit that's taking place, when you see God do mighty, wondrous things right here in our midst, do you know where God has placed you? Only to those who care about the sign that has been placed and only those who care about the words of God that came through the voices of those shepherds will be given more revelation. I mean to understand that this is very important, what the Spirit of God is speaking in this hour. With the truth that you know, what are you doing? And a lot of times people want, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. But what are you doing with what you have now? If you can't carry what you have on your lap, if any, and you know that you're going to drop it any second, and you're going to break that precious thing. How can you expect something even more expensive and more delicate to be handled by someone to you, to be handed over to you? God is speaking at this hour. What Mary knew and the conversation that Jesus had with Mary was something that only Jesus and Mary could have had. He's telling her, my time has not yet come and she can understand that. Mary coming and telling Jesus, they have no wine. Oh, Jesus understood that. He didn't say, well, I'll just wait until you directly come and ask me and you're not asking. No. When she came and she said, they have no wine, he knew. You're asking me to do something now. You're expressing the concern here. You're not demanding. You're not commanding, but you're asking. But my time has not yet come. What has this got to do with me? You know why? Because whatever I'm doing goes along with heaven's calendar. This has to bring glory to God. This has to go along with God's plan to accomplish something. Jesus is never going to say, well, I'm just going to do this because uh, I just want them to feel a little happy. And I'm going to do this because I just want to give them little giggles there. And I'm doing something because I just want to feel them little bit on some kind of a high over there no 
God is very intentional in his doing. Jesus is very intentional. When he was on the face of the earth, these are the very people who could have known him, but chose not to. They could have known him. Many people saw the star and they just said, oh, star is there. And they just walked by. But that's a star that is born only when the king of the Jews is born. They didn't care. They were so consumed with whatever they were going to do. Go to the supermarket and go run around with this and do this and do that. And go and yap over there and talk to five people over here. And just show myself over here and see how brilliant I am. And how many people just, you know, cheer for me. And that's it, go to bed. Meanwhile, the star is there. Um, A very important information that has been revealed by God to mankind is there. Kept there for a good number of days. Most people didn't care. It was just there, standing there. Most people didn't even pay attention to it. That's like some people these days, they'll say, let me go take a picture. That's it. Do you care? It was already prophesied in the word. Nobody cared except for a few. Mary knew Jesus. The rest of the people there, they knew Jesus too. But the knowing is very different. There are a lot of people say, I know Jesus. You know, there are a, a great uh, depth of knowing. And you have degrees of knowing Jesus. It's like someone who is a gatekeeper. And he's outside. And the president goes, and every time he says, hello to the president, and that's it. He says, I know the president, I see him every day. He goes there. And you have some people who are just standing around him to get some things done. And that's, I know the president. Everybody will say, I know the president. And then you'll have somebody who opens the car door. They say, I know the president. That's it. No words, no conversation, nothing. But do you know there's a big difference? When a president has a real friend, the president's mom and dad or the president's husband or wife or the children, with all these people, you can still have people who are disassociated even within the family members. They can all say, hey, he's my brother, but they may have no contact with him. Hey, he's my cousin. No contact with him. He's my son. Don't even know your child. Oh, he is my dad. Don't even know the father. Or just being in the family or just knowing the name or just seeing them once in a while means nothing. You can say, I know, but what does that knowing do to you? What does it do to you? God is speaking in this hour. What does it do to you? Now you look at someone who really spends time. The child knows the father and the father knows the child. The wife knows the husband and the husband knows the wife. Now when they say, I know, they really know. The mother knows the child and the child knows the mother. They know. In Jesus' situation, Mary knew Jesus and Jesus knew Mary. The rest of the people, whether they knew him, that's why they invited him. But to what extent did they know him? To what extent did they know him? Very important. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. They knew him as someone who grew up in the street, maybe. They knew him as someone part of the extended family. They knew him Someone who belonged to the village, town, maybe. He was obviously, Jesus was invited to the wedding. Not just his mother or someone else. He was invited. And his disciples also. So, obviously they knew Jesus and his disciples. They did not know him as the miracle-working God. They didn't know him. 
they knew him at a very superficial level. Not to the depth of knowing him as a miracle maker. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. How much do you know Jesus? To what extent do you know Jesus? Do you know him very superficially? Or do you really know him at a deeper level? Knowing Jesus will have the strong faith. You know what Mary had? A very strong faith. She knew that he can do something. And she knew that, oh, he will do something. This Jesus, I know him too well. But he knows that there is a need. We just have to tell him he will do something. But he's such a kind-hearted, compassionate person. And he's a powerful person because he's God in flesh. And she knew that very well. Mary said, I'm going to go tell him. But she knew her place. She didn't go and demand and command, even though she was older than him in age. But she knew that. This is the ageless one. This is the one who sees the end from the beginning. This is the one who has no time. There's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. She approached him, knowing his compassion, knowing his power, but she approached him with reverence. She said, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Woman in New King James Version is more like saying, this is the condition. Jesus didn't disrespect her. Jesus didn't say anything to put her down. That's how they spoke back then. More like, um, lady or, or in a, in a good word, good way. He's telling her this point. The point is, I know the situation here, but this is not my time. My time, when it comes, that's when I do. This is not the time for me to do what you're expecting me to do. What is he trying to say here? Is he saying that I'm not going to do this? Is he saying that I will not do this? Is he saying that you shouldn't have asked me? Is he saying that all these people who are here, they should have known better? No. What is Jesus saying here? Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? Is he saying, is this my problem? No. Did Jesus know about this before itself? When Mary came and told him, he would have heard it, but he was God in flesh there. He knew what miracle he was going to do, but the time of God had to come. I want to speak something very important here. In order for the time of God or the timing of God to come to the place where you call it the fullness of time. That means the time for God to work has to come or has to coincide with God's appointed time. When will that God's appointed time come? That's a question, very good question, important question here. And it comes in the lives of those who know him. So the first question for you tonight is, do you know him? How much do you know him? How much do you know him? This is very important. Do you know him? How much do you know him? Do you know him like the rest of the people there? Paul said, we know him and we're very happy Jesus came. We were very happy his disciples came and we're very happy Mary came and we're all very happy. And they're all going and dancing and they're all happy at the wedding and, and they're all greeting each other. And all of a sudden, there's a lack. You can see a group of people who are completely 
distraught over that which they're not able to produce. They are in despair. They say, oh, what a shame it's going to be. Everybody will remember this wedding forever. They're going to say, these people didn't even have the capacity to have this wedding. What a shame it's going to be for the bride, for the bridegroom, their families and oh no. They did not know that the miracle work was right there in their midst. But Mary knew. Do you know Jesus like how Mary knew him? Do you know Jesus like how Mary knew him? Do you know Jesus like how Mary knew him? It's a question God is asking you today. To what extent do you know him? To what extent do you know him? To that extent you can draw from him. To what extent you know him? To that extent you will reverence him. To what extent you know him? To that extent you will see the kingdom of God appear in your midst. The question here is, I'm just concerned about the earthly things are because I'm concerned about the heavenly things. That means through this, how is God's purpose going to be accomplished? We should have that kind of a heart. Whatever we may face, we need to know. How can this situation maximize? Or how can we maximize what God can do using this situation? Every situation is an opportunity for God to do something big. Are we looking at the temporal thing and are we just looking down all the time? You know what looks down all the time? Pigs, they look down all the time. Even if you try to force their head up, they won't. They'll always be looking. Earthly minded creatures. We are not called to be pigs and we should not carry pig spirits. That means always Concerned about earthly things, earthly things, earthly things. We should be people who need to be the sheep in the fold of God, who has the ears upon the shepherd and eyes upon the shepherd and follow him. Have our affection set on things above and not on things below. And God will work out everything together for our good and for his glory. Now, here's a prophecy that God is giving for us for the month of September. That which is not there, which was there, which has been removed, will return in a glorious fashion to those who know Jesus like how Mary knew Jesus. To those who have reverence for Jesus, like how Mary had reverence for Jesus. A woman who knew, who understood the language of God Almighty and did what was told to her. She understood when the Lord said, my hour has not yet come. She understood what he said and she said, this needs to be done. This way, she understood it. Are you able to understand when the Holy Spirit speaks? When the Spirit of God is giving the word from the pulpit, are you able to get the essence of it? Are you able to get what he's saying? Or are you just like the rest of the people? Get the superficial thing and now, oh, thank you, Lord, five loaves and two fish and five loaves and two fish. And all the time, focus is five loaves and two fish. God is speaking to her today. Mary, she got it because she knew him. When you know the heart of God, you'll know what he says. And even his breath, his sigh, his look, you'll be able to understand. That's what intimacy is all about. Mary knew Jesus so well. She got the will of the Father accomplished there. Because of that, many people believed in Jesus. Because of the miracle happened. Guess who was an instrument that day to cause that miracle to happen? Jesus did it. Mary. 
was the powerful vehicle of God who knew how to communicate with Jesus, who knew how to understand the words of Jesus, who knew how to go and interpret that and get the job done. She knew who to command and she knew who to request. She didn't go and command Jesus, but she went and commanded the servants. She said, go and do whatever he tells you to tell. To Jesus, she went and said, this is the problem. Do you know your place in the kingdom of God? Do you know your place in the house of God? Are your priorities right? Do you know Jesus? Are you like a pig or are you like a lamb? God is asking these questions before you. You need to really, really thoroughly examine yourself in the presence of God. God will do the miraculous to those who are close to him. God will do wonders in the lives of those who know him. You get the point. Do you want to be one among those who get the point? Do you be one among those who know how to communicate? When and how? There's a lot in this passage. There's a lot in this passage. The Spirit of God is kept. This is like a jewel. This is like a mine, a wealth in there. But for us to hear today, for this month of September, the promise and the prophecy that comes from God is that which you had, now you don't have, will come back to you. Oh, carrying the new wine. Oh, yes. It'll come back to you carrying the new wine. It'll come back to you carrying the new wine. It's not going to come back the way it was because it is not the same thing. It come back. It'll come back in an extraordinary way. It'll come back in a way that will draw people to Jesus Christ. Not the same thing. You had something before. Now it's missing. But if you know Jesus, if you know what he can do, if you know how to approach him, if you know how to understand his speech and do the simple thing that you need to do, God will restore to you. God will restore to you that which you had once, but now you don't have. Oh, but it'll come to you. Not from the place you had once, but it'll come to you from above, from heaven, carrying the fragrance of heaven. Hallelujah. It will draw everyone's attention to the living God. It'll cause everyone to know this is not from there. This is not from there. Where did this come from? But it's there now. It's not the same. It's different. That which was missing is not here. But it's not the same. It's different. It's not from the same place. It's from above. The first one you had was from below. The next one that God will give comes from above. God is speaking to our hearts today. God is going to do big things. God is going to do glorious things from above. Do you know him in order to receive it? Do you know him in order to receive it? There's this one person who came to Jesus and said, They have no wine. Nobody else. Nobody else. Nobody else from that crowd came and spoke to Jesus of the lack. No one else. Except for the one who knew him. Not the ones who said, we know him and invited him to the wedding. They were all there saying, oh, we have no wine. We have no wine. Some people saying, oh, it's a shame that they don't have. Some people say, what can we do? Oh, what can we do? What can we do? The ones who know him can do something about what is missing. 
God is speaking at this hour. That which is missing is not there now, but will be returned. Not the way it came. Not from the place it came. But it will come from above. From the Father of lights. It will come from above. Carrying the distinct fragrance and flavor. It will come from above. I guess who knows where it comes from. Those who are actively in it. Only the people. Let me read a few more verses before we conclude for tonight. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. Key is in verse 5. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Now what she's saying to his people, go to Jesus and do whatever he says. They didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't know that the one who can change the situation is right there in their midst. But they all claim to know him. They'll say, oh, Jesus of Nazareth, we know him. We know him. How much did they know him? They don't, they did not know him enough to fix their problems. They didn't know him. But Mary, who knew him, knew how to communicate with him, knew how to understand what he said when he said, my time has not yet come. And she knew how to make that time to come. God is speaking at this hour. You want God to do something for you. You need to be someone who know him. So better get to know him. You want the supernatural things to happen in your life. Better get to know him. Get to know Jesus Christ. Get to know Jesus Christ. That God is alive. Living. The one who sits on the throne is not a theory. He's alive. He's alive. He's really alive. He just wonders. Mary knew Jesus. Mary knew Jesus. Jesus knew Mary. Mary saw the need and she knew how to approach Jesus. Mary heard what Jesus said that his time has not yet come and she knew what that meant and she said, I got to get that time to come by doing this. She was not someone said, oh, his time has not yet come. Can you tell me when your time will come, Lord? No, she knew Jesus and she knew what he meant. Oh, what a wise woman of God. Someone who knew the timing of God and knew how to bring that timing of God down to earth to make it happen. Do you know how to make it happen? Do you know the Lord enough to make it happen? Because God wants to make it happen. It was the will of God. This is the first miracle that Jesus was going to do in his public ministry. It was already recorded in the book of all books in heaven. It's going to happen. It was planned in eternity. Mary was a partner, a co-laborer in the kingdom of heaven. She knew how to make it happen. Do you know Jesus enough? Or we all claim to know him. Do we all claim to know him? Say we know him. We know him. We Oh, he lived in our streets and he was our neighbor and he's from our family and we know him. Means nothing if you can't get the job done. Period. God is speaking at this hour. You need to be someone who know your Lord. You need to be someone who can get the job done by knowing him. By knowing what he's saying, by bringing it to pass, that which heaven wants to make it happen. 
that which heaven wants to make it happen. Do you have enough awareness, spiritual awareness and enough spiritual sense to partner with heaven and make it happen on earth? Make it happen on earth. Make it happen on earth. Make it happen on earth. God is speaking to us at this hour. Mary was an instrument in the hands of God, not only to bring Jesus into this world, but to be a co-laborer. The first miracle that Jesus performed in the wedding at Cana of Galilee. What is your part in the kingdom of heaven? Do you know him? That's the first question. How much do you know him? How much do you know him? I'm impressed upon a desire by the Spirit of God. If there's a heaven, there is a hell. I've seen hell, so I know. I've seen people falling into it, so I know the reality of it. Not just because I saw it, I believe. I believed it before, that's why. I can share with you, even before I saw it, I believed it. But there is this truth. The reason why God had me show was to tell the world. The burden for the lost has to be there for every single one. Mary had this burden when she saw there's this lack. There's this lack. There's this lack. And she knew the Lord. She knew that this king of glory can do something right here, right now, concerning the lack that is there. Whatever you may be facing, don't make it all about you. Look at the bigger picture. Know that the God of heaven and earth is very real. There's a reason why God gives certain experiences at a certain time. There's a reason for it. The most important thing for every single one here to take home with you is how much do you know him? Now with and each one of you here, you too will sit where God has prepared for you. If you run well and finish well, don't go after everything that looks like gold, which is not. Don't look at that which will deceive you and take you down, which will leave you with emptiness. But go after that which is real, the living God, the God of heaven and earth. Fear him and serve him only. Mary had that reverence for Jesus and she served him only. She accomplished the will of the Father that day. There was this understanding between her and Jesus Christ and heaven to accomplish the will of God on that day, which has been recorded as the first miracle Jesus performed in Cana of Galilee and his disciples believed in him. That which is not there today, which cannot be brought into the earthly realm by manpower, will be brought into the earthly realm by God's power, not the way it was before, but in a supernatural way, carrying the glorious fragrance and the brightness, the brilliance, the power, the sweetness, the aroma of heaven. Shall we pray? Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for the presence that is here. Thank you for what you have spoken to us this night. Father, what you wanted me to share with your people, you have spoken through your vessel to your people. I pray that you'll bless every single one here. 
May this word penetrate into the spirits of your people. May each one take the word of God very seriously. Take eternity very seriously. Oh, Holy Spirit, I pray. Meet in every single one. Become like Mary. Know Jesus. Not just say, I know Jesus at a superficial level. But to truly know Jesus as the maker of life and giver of life. Truly have the reverence for Jesus Christ. Know the timing of God and bring to earth that which needs to happen. So that the will of God be accomplished. By partnering with the king of heaven. Being led by the spirit of God. To make that appointed time to happen. By being in sync with the voice of the Holy Spirit. With this blessing I bless your people with. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. As a servant I bless your people. With your blessings that you alone can bless them with. That each one may be driven to do the will of God. May each one be driven to doing the will of God Almighty. They may be driven by the Holy Spirit. That they may set their affections on things above and not things below. That they may truly be like Mary. And not like the rest of the crowd. Who really didn't know him like a Mary did. But may each one be like those who truly know him so that they can partner with heaven and bring to earth the kingdom of heaven so that many people may believe in you, especially people who call themselves as disciples. May they believe in you, Father. And those who don't know you. May they come to know you also. With this blessing, I bless your people with me. Thank you for joining us. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit, rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen.